0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angela Rose and Ahanu. No matter what social media channel you tune into these days, you're going to get the negativity and the deceit and the lies and the terror and the horrible things that are going on in this world. But equally, you're going to get the good things if you look closely enough. And what we're finding is that the people who are experiencing good things in this day and age on social media and around the world in person through meetings and, and, and personal encounters are finding an awakening. Now, it's been going on for a long time. But it's very interesting to see an acceleration and what we're finding is that it's people who you would not expect it to be happening to and we find that rather fascinating so what's happening now is Angel rose and i find ourselves in discussions and we've been doing this of course for 15 17 years since we first met and we didn't always record these conversations So what you're going to witness now is an intimate conversation between myself and Angel Rose, where we are discussing things that are of critical importance to ourselves in terms of what's happening in the world, but also reflecting a kind of an awareness that we weren't quite sure of before, but are now growing more and more certain about what's happening to ourselves and to countless people all over the world. We find it very encouraging. We find it very exciting, but also daunting in lots of ways. But let's not be, let's not. How am I trying to say here? Let's not be worried because, in fact, the good things that are happening far outweigh the bad, we just need to have that courage. We need to have that resilience and we need to have that determination. And we need to know that we are connected to divine light. God's source in everything that we do. And therefore, the only thing of any importance is love. And once we have that, then we will not be defeated in any way whatsoever. So, have a listen and tell us what you think. Harishi used to say that um, the purpose of meditation is to transcend what we call reality. And everything in reality... Is only there because we can measure it. So anything you can measure is a lie. Anything you can measure is a lie. And the reason for that is because science and humanity tries to measure everything, including the speed of light and the speed of sound. And so they're able to measure that the speed of light is so-and-so and so on, the speed of sound is so-and-so and so on. one inch volume is container containing this much air or mass or whatever it is and an inch or a mile is this many units and if it can be measured it's false it's a lie, it's a reality construct in this measurable universe because if you think about it for a second and if you think about unconditional love, think about love can you measure love yeah, no can you put any measurement at all on it. Can you say it's this volume or it's that length or it's that height or it's that capacity or. You can't. That is why when the Course in Miracles and when you often say that all there is is love, there is only love, that's where humanity has to get to that we are uncontainable. Were immeasurable, because anything less than that is not love, and anything that's not love is measurable, and therefore it's a reality construct and it's a lie. And that's why the likes of David Ike is touching on something that's hugely important for us, for everybody, for humanity to understand, is because even in our videos where we ask the question. Is the tunnel of light a trick? And indeed, any of those layers and levels of awareness after death—they're all tricks and lies because they can all be measured. And if it's measured, then it's not true love. It's not pure. It's not perfection.
1: Yeah, but a lot of those near-death experiences—they say feeling of expansion, like they do describe that they feel one.
0: Yeah, but then the question is very valid: is why do you come back? Why would anybody come back, you know?
1: That's what I thought when I saw Jane Tenerife Jane up high up on the mountain. Yeah. I, I thought,
0: what are you doing?
1: He'd, no, he'd become so big and expansive that, because prior to that, I was kind of wishing he'd come back, you know, as a walk and be a normal person. Yeah. But after I saw that, I thought, how could I ever want him to downstep himself to Right here? Yes, exactly. So, I mean, and all that. For me.
0: yeah. Which is also leads me to other thoughts about the likes of saints and sages and gurus and all that. And even when you think of Jesus or Babaji or any of them, to put themselves into a false construct for any
1: reason. Supposedly, it's to wake up people like... You know, with Babaji, it's like he comes and goes, but the whole, whole point is to wake people up Wait, yeah, they're waiting.
0: Well, no, uh, hang on. Let me backtrack on that because I'm just getting another insight on that now, and that is that they would be doing that out of love, but they would have to come in with the knowing. Yes, and that's probably why the likes of Babaji and that would disappear or come in and out or be in two places at this one time and all that. That kind of phenomena we call phenomena, or we might call them miracles, is because they have the knowing that this is a false matrix and that. And that where they're, they're not, bound by they're not bound by the measurement of height and weight and size and volume and capacity and all those things. So it reminds me also of the book that we were reading about the moon, of the moon and artificial satellite. And if it's measurable, yes, it is. And the same way with our sun, it has to be an artificial construct. Now, that's not to say that humans made it or aliens made it or whatever. If it's measurable, it has to be less than infinity. And when so you're
1: we, you're basically saying that any form,
0: any form at all is an illusion. Is an illusion. Any form. Well, is that's what Source does
1: see. anyway. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. Kind of hard to wrap your head. Around.
0: It is very hard to wrap around. Like,
1: like I feel like when well, I was listening to that, it was still I felt like I was in the Matrix movie. You, you know, know, where you just yeah, any end to the. You know yeah. how Penny says she's a, in a dream, in a dream, in a dream. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. like and a time when you're not in a dream. Yeah.
0: That's a perfect example when you think about her experience of being in a dream, in a dream, in a dream. I don't know how many levels there are, but if it's a level at all, it's a fabrication. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very interesting thing to wrap your head around. And I also had been thinking about. Childbirth because, you know, Ryan being when he was born and all that. And then when he died, my question was, why did he die? That's why I wrote that book. Why did he die? And um, any birth also has to be a fabrication too, when you think about it.
1: Well, they want you to keep reproducing. Yeah, does this astral level of yeah. demons want to keep feeding off the human? Yes. Earth.
0: Yeah. It's food, it's fodder, it, yeah. it's materialism. It's, it's nothing to do with the infinity of love, nothing at all to do with it. Now, we think it is because we love our children, you know, and we love each other and we think, oh, love is wonderful. But my guess with this understanding is we have no idea what love is really. And we get snippets of it or an insight into it or perhaps a feeling of it or a vague idea of what it is. But I think if we had an experience of God's love.
1: I have. I mean, I'd have, for Dr. G, it's nothing like human love.
0: Yeah, but we wouldn't come back.
1: People have a near-death experience; don't want no. to come back. None of them want to come
0: back. But that just shows that. But they're told by who and by what? Yeah, that's
1: the whole. Thing.
0: That's the thing, and that's where I think that even though their experiences might be wonderful and beautiful and all of that, they're still obeying authority figures that are yeah. told to come back.
1: Which is which is that is the illusion that you have no. to obeying authority figures. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, there's no sovereignty. And I believe that there is sovereignty in real love. It has to be They're one and both the same thing and it's infinite. So that's a beautiful insight. Now, goes back to the question, OK, now that you know you can't unknow something, but how do you manifest pure love in its godliness, in its God state? you know what I'm saying? Or when you die, how much wherewithal do you have? And I think very little I think very little That's why When somebody dies They obey the authority figure there, And they believe that they see Jesus and And but their relations
1: Or atheists see that So what's What's that about? Because it's all implanted It's all implanted
0: So it's a big issue It's a really big issue And when we talk about Fourth dimension and fifth dimension I think they're all illusions too
1: Oh Because yeah, there's Yeah, The whole idea of levels.
0: Yeah, all of that is a measure. It's an illusion and it's a fabrication. And I think it's also a deception. But in a way, we cling to it because in the absence of anything better, we think, okay, Jesus, if I can go to a different level, if I can come up a level and have a better understanding and so on, it's better than where I was for sure. But in that place of pure love and divine perfection, There can be no level. How could there be levels? How could there be dimensions and splits and there can't be. It's a lot to think about. All religion is helplessness. Pretty strong statement, but from my own experience, being born and raised in Holy Catholic Ireland, and I remember as a child, as an altar boy, going to Mass every Sunday and after Mass all the adults, women and men, would leave the church after mass and go into the pub. And in the pub, they'd start drinking and they'd be cursing and swearing and and deriding their friends and neighbors and complaining and bitching. And it's like the act of going to the church at all was, to them, was an absolver of all the previous week's negativity. And this was the routine, this was the life, and this was the culture in which I was brought up in. And I recognized that there was something false about it. And of course, the priests also from the high pulpits at the time used to complain about that, that it it had to be lived every day. And it was only when I went to live and work in a different country, in Libya and in Egypt, for example, and lived amongst the Arab culture and the Muslim way of life. And I saw these men who would go out into the desert and kneel and face towards Mecca and pray five times a day. And here was my culture praying once a week at Sunday mass. And here were these guys praying five times a day. And I was so impressed at the time. I remember as a young man, so impressed thinking such devotion, such reverence. It's absolutely stunning. But what I didn't realize was that what was actually happening was when they say that it's a very good thing for young people to travel, because what it does is it gets you out of your own upbringing, out of your own indoctrination to witness a different culture, a different language, a different way of life, a different belief system. And what it's doing actually is opening your mind. It's not that any one is right or the other is wrong opening your mind to the fact that somebody else can think differently to you and interpret God in a different way. What is interesting, though, is that all the gods in all the religions are all about slavery. And why do I say that? It's because, like earlier, when I say anything that can be measured and finite is a falseness. And in exactly the same way, all our senses, or five recognizable senses I'm talking about. There are others, of course, but the five recognizable senses in the physical body of touch, taste, hearing, smell, seeing, they're all designed to keep us here. All designed to keep us in a body. Why? Because when somebody touches you or you touch somebody else, you are identifying the confines of a body. And if you touch the wall or you touch the chair or you touch somebody else, You're identifying the confines of your own body and the confines of that other person or that other object, thereby creating a limitation. You see something, you are identifying the confines of that thing or that person or that building, but you're also identifying that you're separate from it. You're here and that's there. That's six feet away, a hundred feet away, a mile away, whatever. So all those senses, what you hear, and even if you think of, An animal in the forest, two ears prick up. Oh, there's danger over there to the right. And I will be consumed if I don't run. So there's them and us. There's the separation. Every sense is designed for separation. Now, how can that be right? How can that be pure? How can that be love? So the senses are like a measurement. The senses are a falseness. The senses are an identification with the body and that is not pure love that is enslavement now to think about that for a moment is basically saying the whole body is an illusion but we know that from all the masters we know that from A Course in Miracles we know it from any of the great teachings so any form of identification or attachment to a physicality is not pure love and that's where this great time of change is important it's like as a child i mentioned where you go to a different country and you hear a different language or see a different way of life or identify with a different culture this great time of change is bringing us into travel it's bringing us into an awareness that there are other ways of doing things there are other ways of seeing things and I'm putting seeing in quotation marks because those senses have to go. And in this new awareness, we're not seeing with our eyes. We're not hearing with our ears. It's a knowing and that knowing is coming from an awareness of pure love, which has no boundaries. So in this new dimensional split, we're moving into the awareness of unboundedness. We're moving into the awareness of what pure love might be. And I say might be because it's like when you move to a new country, you don't know the language at first. You may pick up some nuances. And here we are at this great time of change and we're picking up nuances about what pure love might be, what a sound of closeness or or love might be. Even if feelings exist in that place, we don't know. But a sort of growth of awareness that might say this is far more than what I have known in my home country or in my upbringing as a human on earth so it's absolutely wonderful it's exciting it's amazing it's mind-blowing in the most beautiful sense because clearly our minds are finite right now in this 3D reality there must be because we don't really know what love is at all. We think we know. We have sensations of love and they're all to do with feeling in a physical body which is finite, which is an attachment. So it's exciting times. It's absolutely beautiful in that we're on the threshold of something magnificent and we're desperately trying to learn the language or understand the new culture of where we're entering into. But the key to this is not to be confined by any identification with it or an attachment to where we're coming from. Because not only are the five senses designed to contain us, time is designed to contain us. When we rise at six or seven or eight o'clock in the morning or whatever time and the sun rises and this clearly delineates something that has now gone past and we work during the times of light and then it gets dark and this delineates time has passed by and we get tired and it's time to sleep all designed to keep us confined in a physical body that needs rest and immediately what that says is that has to be falseness because pure love must not know tiredness how can it pure love must not know time how can it and why should it pure love must know no boundaries at all of any kind and no attachment to anything how could it so this business of Greenwich Mean Time and Pacific Time Zone and Mountain Time Zone. All that's all illusionary stuff to keep us contained in some kind of a, a tradition, some kind of an obedience to rules and regulations and laws and perception of past, present and future. Beautiful, beautiful. And I say beautiful only because it's different, because the perception of beauty is also a time-bound human perception. And that all raises another issue that we need to talk about, and that is the idea of right and wrong. And Angel Rose just pointed out to me that I gave the impression, or perhaps even said, that the body is wrong or the senses are wrong. And that in itself points out that our language, no matter what language it is that our humans choose to speak, is also limited and designed to confine. We don't have the words to describe love. We don't have the ability to be able to, in our minds, to be able to envision or become aware of the enormity. And even those words, enormity or vastness, or it's impossible to describe. And so, therefore, we're trying to grasp at something from a place of limitation and it's not that anything is wrong because it's like a child we're like children who haven't a breeze of the wider world and we're grasping at learning from every possibility and we explore this and we learn about that and we love dinosaurs and we love batman and we all the things that inspire us to explore a little bit more realizing that there's a world of infinite possibilities out there as far as a child is concerned. And here we are as adults in the same way, coming to a point of a dimensional split, even that has its own connotations, but looking with this awareness that there's infinite possibilities out there and how do we how do we grasp? how do we have the words? How do we have the mindset even to come to terms with, the potential of it, the possibility of it, and how our words are inadequate, leading to how our minds themselves are perhaps somehow inadequate to be able to grasp. But we see a lint, we see a little crack, a fissure that we can possibly get an idea of what's out there or what's coming towards us. It's exciting. It's amazing. It's <laughs> These are words that I can only use to try and portray to myself and others that this is beautiful this is this is (laughs) this is gorgeous see the limitation in the words i'm looking forward to getting an understanding of where that's going well we hope you enjoyed that we look forward to hearing from you leave your comments below blessings and bye from myself Ahanu, and from angel rose you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at wordofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.